Filmmaking is not about the tiny details. It's about the big picture. But shouldn't I stop making movies and do something that counts, like like helping blind people or becoming a missionary? I want this picture to be a commentary on modern conditions, stark realism, the problems that confront the average man. But with a little six. A little, but I don't want to stress it. This whole thing is turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? No. <laughs> well, you will. Hello, welcome to some kind of movie review program. I'm John Otney, and joining me... Michael Seventy. Uh, so I guess what we're going to be doing here, Michael, is we're just going to be talking about what movies we like, what's out and everything. I don't know how this is going to be different from any other film criticism program. Maybe because we're younger people, so we have like a fresh... We have the youthful edge. We have the youthful edge or yeah. perspective to put on things. That's what it is. Uh, so this, this week we're mostly going to be talking about Argo, which is the latest thriller from actor-director Ben Affleck. Uh, and let's hear a clip from that. How about the horses of Achilles? No good. Nobody does westerns anymore. It's ancient Troy. If it's got horses in it, it's a western. Yeah, Kenny, please. Yeah, it's John Chambers about the office space. It doesn't matter. It's a fake movie. If I'm doing a fake movie, it's going to be a fake hit. Hey, is A006 still on the open list? Yeah, I'll hold. Fade in on a starship landing. An exotic Middle Eastern vibe. Women gather offering ecstatic libations to the sky gods. Argo, science fantasy adventure. It's in turnaround. Can we get the option? Why do we need the option? You're worried about the Ayatollah? Try the WGA. All right, now that was Alan Arkin and John Goodman trying to come up with a fake movie to produce for their whole Iranian mission of sorts, <laughs> I suppose. Do you want to give a little backstory on what this whole thing is? Uh, yeah, basically, uh, Argo is based on the true story of the 1980 uh, CIA exfiltration mission to uh, save the American hostages that were staying with the uh, Canadian ambassador in Tehran. Um, they were able to escape from the embassy when it was taken over, and uh, while most people um, remember that part of the hostage crisis, these were the six people that managed to escape but were still fugitives within the country. And so the CIA's uh, attempts to uh, rescue them was uh, most notable for the fact that it was done under the guise of uh, a plan to, <laughs> to make a fake movie uh, and shoot it in Iran. And uh, that was how they were going to go in and save these people, was by basically pretending that they were a location scouts, a screenwriter, and a director of a science fiction film called Argo. Wow, very thorough. And this was like classified until 1997, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So I don't feel bad that I didn't know about this going in, because I remember when I saw these trailers, I was like, what is, how come I've never heard of this? I, I, would, I eat this kind of stuff up, like fake movie? That is yeah. so awesome. Um, but then I thought, wait, I don't even know anything about like the Iranian hostage crisis in general. And I guess that was something that was kind of, it was kind of good going to this movie. I've never felt so glad about being completely ignorant of a historical event right. of the Iranian hostage crisis. Cause I don't know what's going to happen. It was all new to me cause I don't know history. Like, I don't know how long it went. I didn't actually know if any people died. So that just kind of like added to the suspense that much more. Yeah, so our, the failure of the American public school system has really uh, helped us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, so it, it, it totally blew my mind. And the fact that there's, like, real Hollywood people involved, yeah. like, uh, so, John Goodman, was John Chamberlain? John, Cha John Chambers. Chambers. Uh, he was a, a makeup artist who actually won an Oscar for Planet, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. And uh, apparently his career took a bit of a nosedive <laughs> after that. 
but uh, he he was well, it was like person. like a CIA hero. <laughs> yeah, now so he, our, he did quite a bit. So how many other makeup effects artists have that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm not sure if Alan Arkin, if that was a real person or someone they kind of I, came up with. He's sort of a uh, composite of a couple of different uh, yeah. Hollywood people. Well, of course, he's but, great and everything. Oh, he just oh. has this kind of deadpan. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same character he plays like in Little Miss Sunshine, but it's like so perfect, and there's so many laughs. Yeah. Uh, he was a nice kind of uh, change of pace in this movie because I thought this this movie starts out really like on your edge thriller type. You know, it starts with the the Iranians and they kind of flood the, uh, the embassy, and it's all intense. But then there's this kind of almost more light. Uh, portion of the movie where Ben Affleck, Tony Mendez, the CIA agent, is meeting up with all these Hollywood types and they're making these really sh crappy sci-fi movies right. and I love that whole aspect. One little thing that they didn't really go into but then I read up on later that I totally love being like a total nerd mm -hmm. was that their storyboards for this fake movie Argo were drawn by Jack, Jack Kirby, Kirby, who's played by Michael Parks in the movie, which is bizarre. One second. He's like <laughs> one second. And he's, Small. He doesn't do anything mm. even though he's an amazing actor. Yeah. I mean, but whatever. So, all, so all that aside, in all honesty, how did you feel about this movie as a whole? Argo, it's a solid movie. It's a solid piece of filmmaking, solidly directed by Ben Affleck, uh, with a wonderful cast, so with some great character actors. A lot of people uh, I didn't really know, but I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. It wasn't distracting. <laughs> right. There, there's some familiar faces that you can't... Quite, yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I must say that I was uh, slightly underwhelmed, and I think that... Uh, a big part of the movie to me felt almost uh, first drafty. If, if you oh, know really? Um, I believe that some of the characters, uh, most notably uh, Tony Mendez, uh, I, I feel like the uh, the connection that we're supposed to make to his emotional story in the film, which is uh, more or less that uh, his job has sort of taken him uh, away from. Uh, his family and from happiness that he's uh, he doesn't live with his son that yeah. he uh, basically does his role in the CIA and it's not exactly appreciated there uh, this is you know this is highlighted uh, especially in a scene where he's speaking with uh, Alan Arkin on the steps and they sort of bond over the fact that uh, both of them are fathers mm -hmm. that uh, aren't really present in their children's lives yeah. you know with uh, Alan Arkin has Hollywood he has the CIA it's a nice moment, but it's just not developed enough, I don't think. And I, I think guess. I mean, I guess I can get that. He does seem a little broad to me. And also, I wonder, like, was Ben Affleck really the best choice for this part? Like, <laughs> A white guy? <laughs> I, I was, like, looking at this guy, and he's like, this guy is, like, Spanish, like Latin or whatever, I, you I, know? I, I felt like uh, it's a little bit of a whitewashing that we, we have Ben Affleck <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the role. I mean, I don't know. I guess that didn't bother me as much. Um, I, I don't... Uh, it's problematic, but I, he, I, I won't say that he does a bad job by any means, but it's... Uh, I, I sort of wish that uh, if they think maybe he could have found an actor that was... Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I... He, you probably think that... I mean, there's probably still is something of an ego thing going on there. Maybe a little <laughs> bit. I mean, if you're an actor-director, I don't know. Uh, what, what did you think about, uh, basically, the, the suspense aspect of the film? This is obviously a movie that uh, pretty much relies on tension in a lot of ways. Are they I thought it was out? I thought it was perfect. I thought it was well-paced. Mm -hmm. I never thought it was... Like, this was a movie I was afraid of since it's slightly political that it just have, like, these action sequences and then it just be draw flat... Everybody's got to talk about politics and point to mass and yell at <laughs> ethics and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yell at ethics. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, no, the, yeah, like yeah. the ethics of the whole thing. It's, I don't know. It just, right. but uh, I know I thought it was like, 
it, it was really well put together. It was just a, a tight thriller, much like his uh, movie, the, the Town, which was another movie that I was on edge the whole time. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's funny. This this movie seems to work so much better than most action movies, even for <laughs> me, at the thriller aspect. Yeah. I just and there's not even like there's not like there's no shootouts or anything. Yeah. But it's I don't know what it is. That I, I, maybe it's that there's that kind of. Um, nervousness I get when it's like in a foreign land it kind of it kind of like when I was watching it it almost reminded me of the movie uh, Midnight Express uh. totally different premise about you know it's about a guy going uh, trying to smuggle hash out of uh, hash out of Turkey right. but it's got that same feeling where it's like he's kind of on his own like yeah. they're kind of on their own in a foreign country right, right. and there's just something about that to me like I just automatically put myself in that situation how terrifying that is oh totally yeah I, uh, I mean, and especially uh, Iran, circa 1980. <laughs> so, it doesn't seem like the, the most fun place to be. Oh no, yeah, it's a, uh, and I think he uh, conveys that well. I think, um, according to to Ben Affleck, uh, when he was uh, directing the movie, uh, he actually uh, he wanted to, you know, sort of portray the the truth of the of the times you know but yeah. he uh, he actually did say I, this isn't a direct quote but he said that it's uh, based on a true story it's not a true story so he uh, he's capturing the truth without actually just uh, uh, being completely accurate because it's a movie and it requires some dramatic license so I mean by all means I I don't think the film uh, is inaccurate, but he, he there's definitely some. Uh, not, I mean, a great example is Alan Arkin's character <laughs> is mm-hmm. several people. Uh, another thing is uh, in the third act. I don't really think that in real life uh, the tickets uh, only came up at that last second. Well, Brian, no, it is exactly there. like that. <laughs> right. I don't mind those liberties. That I, take I don't a little either. bit I mean, like that. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know the. There's some uh, comments when the film first uh, premiered at, uh, at the festival circuit that uh, he sort of downplayed uh, Canada's role in the rescue. So he added a, that little caption in the post uh, before the credits where it said that it's yeah, the, you know, it stands as a great uh, example of how nations can work together. Does that change your perspective on the movie now? Like, make you like it less to hear stuff no, like no, that? It, it or does it like, change anything? For, for all I care, it, it could they could have uh, just uh, bullshitted it the whole way through. <laughs> my my, you know. I, the objective should be to make a good film, so it's uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's just notable, uh, you know, in the in the margins that that kind of information kind of uh, it sort of illuminates certain aspects of the movie. I kind of find interesting. Yeah, moving on to another thing, I, I was really enjoying the retro kind of look <laughs> and sheen to everything. Like I knew I was gonna like this movie when it opened with like an old Warner Bros. Yeah, from the 70s. Yeah, like, logo. Like, I was just like, that is so cool. I love that. And then everyone walks out, and they've got these, like, terrible haircuts and beards. And I was reading something about how he, uh, he shot, like, on regular film, and then he, like, blew up the images, and they got, they made them all grainy and stuff. And he got that from, like, um, you know, past movies he's seen. And then he, like, tried to copy, like, certain movements from, like, all the president's men and, like, stuff like that to try to develop his style. And I love that, because... I you know I've, I've I've wondered you know Ben Affleck's made three movies. It's like, does he really do anything? Like I mean, cause is he just like a hired gun and he just mostly acts? But it sounds like he's actually putting in the effort to like do stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think which so. I like. I, I think he's I think he's a solid director. I don't think he's a, a visionary or anything, but he does what he does very well, and he definitely has a good sense of cinematic rhythm. Again, the the pacing, especially even in the third act where things. Uh, 
you know, it, it would be very easy to sort of uh, make that completely contrived. And it is, uh, they're, they're kind of stretching when they have uh, Alan Arkin and John Goodman can't get to the phone. They can't get to, that is great. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. It's it, like, they got a movie set <laughs> and they got to answer this really important <laughs> phone call or better how it's doomed. Yeah, right. And it's, and they, I thought that, you know, even despite sort of the absurdity of it, yeah, it, it worked really well. And I, I, I got to say, I, I was, uh, especially in the opening scene with the actual, uh, hostages being taken, I, I was on the edge of my seat. I thought he did a very good job. Yeah, I think a lot, a big chunk of that is definitely the editing and the pacing and everything. Because I feel like it would have been so easy, especially when something's a historical event. Like it's probably not half of it as exciting as that. Right, right. So it would have been it would have been so easy to uh, to mess it up by trying to be maybe more accurate or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this pretty much lived up to all my expectations. The only thing I was worried about was when it opened and I saw that they have like labels for where we are what time what year it is and i just thought like it was gonna be very still very <laughs> stilted or like the pacing or something but no it was very quick moving i was never really bored or anything which i was afraid of or confused <laughs> i don't consider myself politically informed you know that you know that well but uh no it, i had no problem and i totally enjoyed it so something i'm wondering is people are saying like this is like the best movie of the year so far mm. What do you think about that? Do you think that... No, you don't I, think so? I, don't, I don't think it's the greatest film of the year by any means. I think it's a very well-done uh, Hollywood prestige kind of movie. I think that it's uh, it's something that Hollywood should uh, shoot for as being the quality level of the average movie. I think uh, most movies a studio puts time and money in should be this solid, should have this kind of craft, should have this kind of... Uh, yeah, a decent amount of intelligence and a decent amount of talent going into it. I, I don't think it's a great film. Mm-hmm. I think it'll probably do very well at the Oscars because it's basically a love letter to Hollywood and how it saves people. <laughs> but it, it's uh, I, I really do think that it, as uh, solid as it is and as much as there is to recommend it, I can't say it's better than, say, Looper, which uh, has no chance of winning <laughs> the Oscars, but it's a very good movie. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I loved Looper. Yeah. Uh, well, something, I just thought this was kind of interesting, like uh, something Roger Ebert said about Toronto Film Festival this year. I guess I'll just read it off. He's like, the winner of the Academy Award for Best Picture will be Ben Affleck's tense new thriller, Argo. How do I know this? Because it is the audience favorite coming out of the top-loaded opening weekend of the Toronto Film Festival. Success at Toronto has an uncanny way of predicting Academy winners. I point you to the best pictures of the last five years in a row. No Country for Old Men, Slumdog Millionaire, The Hurt Locker, The King's Speech, and The Artist. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck has already proven himself a gifted director. Now he approaches the tricky thriller genre and produces a spellbinder. Um, but then I was looking at the Toronto National Film Festival, and they actually do have a People's Choice Award. Nargo didn't win that, so I don't, uh, I don't oh, know if that opened. It was Silver Linings Playbook, which is wow, okay. the David, o. David o. Russell's movie, which is yet to come out. I think that which comes out I'm, a little more. I think it's Thanksgiving. Say, uh, I don't think that's going to win Best Picture, just because David O. Russell, technically, I, I don't think he's a, an Academy favorite. But. I don't know. Well, his last movie was a little more the conventional. Yeah, the, I mean, fighter. the Fighter did well, and I mean, he got nominated and all that, but I just don't think that uh, Silver Linings Playbook is going to uh, <laughs> you know, do better than uh, Argo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, how, I don't know how to feel about that, about that one yet. I'm, I'm not excited for it. Well, I'm, I'm excited because there's buzz around it. Oh, yeah. No, I, if there wasn't, like, if I had just seen the trailer, I wouldn't care at all. I, I'm pers- <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that more than I looked forward to Argo because I'm a huge David O. Russell fan. Yeah. But I, in, in terms of... Uh, say, box office, in terms of the Academy Awards, uh, Argo is something that uh, the Academy voters will like, and I think that uh, it has a best 
picture sort of uh, feel to it. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm I I really enjoyed it. I'm kind of iffy on Dave Russell now. I feel like because the. F- if, if you don't mind talking about that for, yeah, that for a minute. Totally. <laughs> the fighter, I think it did make my top ten for that year, but when I look back at it, it's like, it's like the most generic story you could think of for a fighter. It's like, oh, he's got a brother, and they have the family problems. I mean, it's basically the same kind of like boxing movie that's been made a million times. It just didn't like feel as like edgy or clever as past stuff Dave Russell has done. So like, I wonder if he's a little more like just conventional these days. Then again... Silver Linings Playbook, People's Choice Order, Toronto <laughs> Film Vessel. Right, it's yeah. just one film, and I, I did like it. Yeah. I just, I, I wonder. No, I, I think that uh, after doing something as just completely audacious and great and crazy as uh, I Heart Huckabees, this is uh, a little bit of a, maybe a palate cleanser for him. The, the, I, I liked The Fighter, too, but yeah. I, I think that it's definitely uh, in a more... Uh, conventional vein than his past work. But, I mean, all, all the same. I think that uh, even though it is a pretty familiar story, I, I liked what he did with it. I, I liked sort of the the vibe of that uh, community that he was able to find. So, I mean, yeah, I, I like David Russell. Yeah, you know, I've, I've actually never seen I Heart Huckabees. I feel like, it's, did that get a mixed response or was that uh, well liked? Among, among mainstream critics, got a pretty mixed one. Some hardcore cinephiles uh, like Mike D'Angelo, that critic, yeah. he, he loved it. Uh, and towards the end of the decade, it got a really good uh, re-reception. I think the AV Club included it on its uh, top 100 films of the decade. Oh, and, seriously? Yeah. Wow. So, you know who didn't like that movie? Mike Huckabee. <laughs> yeah, Mike actually, Huckabee didn't like it. So like, I don't know that he was the intended audience, <laughs> but uh, he checked yeah. it out, and he didn't like it. So I don't know. Mike Huckabee, man. He yeah. picks all... <laughs> I follow his movie, you know, yeah, movie picks. Because Chuck Norris supports him, and uh, I, Chuck Norris is awesome. Of blah, course. Blah. I, I think Mike Huckabee was sitting in the theater thinking, which one is supposed to be me? <laughs> Am I Jude Law? I don't we'll know. just have to wait for the Mike Huckabee movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who, who, could, who could star in that. I don't and, know who'd want to. Uh, yeah. Edward Norton is... <laughs> I, I, he's is, a chameleon. <laughs> well, isn't I heard Huckabee's the same movie with like the Meltdown, the famous Meltdown? Like, uh, with, yeah. Russell yeah. and Lily Tomlin. Yes, uh, that's in fact, if you uh, go on YouTube, and I invite you to go on YouTube and type in, uh, I heard Huckabee plus David O'Reilly. Uh, I'm sure it's on there. Uh, it, it's uh, they definitely had a, a shouting match. Uh, it's it doesn't translate to the film. She does a great job, and uh, he does a great job directing her. But uh, yeah, it's it's some pretty fascinating glimpse into that uh, very <laughs> troublesome. A, set, a very like. troublesome man, maybe. I don't know. The, 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 do we see the real David O. Russell in that clip, or is it just an odd day? Uh, we've we've heard about the real David. He apparently got into a fist fight with George Clooney. George Clooney's like the nicest guy ever. Yes, I don't know. I, I, was I that on like Three Kings or three, something? On three Kings, yeah. And apparently put Christopher Nolan in a headlock at a party. <laughs> so, oh, I think I heard about that one. Yeah. He's like the biggest douchebag ever. Yeah, it sounds like it. Apparently, uh, he, he did some uh, weird stuff with a with a family member of his, like a, a I believe a niece. Uh, I don't I don't want to go into that. It's a uh, yeah. It's a uh, very very uh, tr- troublesome uh, resume there, but yeah, but it's uh, still all the same great filmmaker, and I am looking forward to some of the Yeah, just because he may be a douchebag doesn't mean that he's not a great artist. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Speaking of douchebags, uh, some people really still don't like Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that was? Do you think it was more because of like his? His his his, uh, his his personal life, or do you think that was his movies that he was making for a period of time, or do you think it was both? Well, you know, he as much as people want to say that uh, that it was a personality thing on his part, I think that uh, I can't really completely blame him for his overexposure. I think that uh, him and 
and J-Lo and their... <laughs> Jenny uh, from the Block. <laughs> yeah, Jenny from the Block. Their, their whole tabloid romance and Gigli is obviously a huge part of that. Uh, I think that, you know, if it's not like uh, we've ever been in that position where we, we were dating Jennifer Lopez. And we, I, I can't really criticize the it's guy just, too much. It's just weird. That. I feel like... I've actually been defending Ben Affleck for such a long time, and I <laughs> yeah. feel like I still have to. People still seem to hate him for some reason. I don't know if I, if it's because of like him making Geely in Pearl Harbor. Yeah, he was well, an easy target. I, I guess it's a, just a little bit of both. It is yeah. his personal life. It is his movies. But I've always kind of liked him, actually. And what's weird is the movie that I first became a fan yeah. was Daredevil. Really? Okay, Daredevil. <laughs> okay, it's probably not a great movie. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I yeah. saw it when it came out in theaters. I enjoyed it. And then I and then I come out, and everyone's like, that was awful. <laughs> Maybe they're right. I don't know. <laughs> but I kind of liked it. So then I felt like I had to defend it. Because I feel like the, the main reason people didn't like it is because of Ben Affleck. When I feel like... There's probably other reasons to not like it. It probably wasn't just Ben Affleck. So now I feel like I've been just been like, come on, he's not that bad. He's friends with Matt Damon. And he still you know, keeps contact with Kevin Smith and everything. You know, they're still cool. I, uh, I, I gotta say that he uh, certainly, in the minds of uh, perhaps the press and the public, he's uh, sort of redeemed himself, I think, with his uh, directing career. Gone Baby Gone was a very good movie and a very good debut. Uh, not just uh, pretty good for an actor to a director, but no, it's actually, I think, a very compelling film. And uh, in terms of acting roles, uh, he recently was in, uh, a couple of years ago, <laughs> was in the movie State of Play, and I really like that. A, I haven't that seen that. What is that? Uh, State of Play, it's, it's not a, a great movie. He's very good in it. It's got some very good performances. It's about uh, these investigative reporters that... Uh, try to uh, uh, sort of uh, go into this uh, story about a, a congressman's mistress who was found murdered. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty good movie, I think, but it's a, Affleck does a, does a good job in that. And right now, with uh, his uh, directing uh, career and uh, with his upcoming uh, uh, role in a Terrence Malick film, I, I think that he's sort, of a, he's, he's sort of in a new stage of his uh public uh, perception yeah okay two things yeah state of play now i do remember that i remember why i forgot it because there's i feel like there's a lot of thrillers around that time that were <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. blank of blank like there's <laughs> like there's also body of lies yeah, state yeah. of play there's yeah. another one blank of blank and i got a confused and you also mentioned to the wonder which comes out this year i think right yeah it's, it's a 2012 coming up um, and i've been hearing like weird things about it like ben affleck has like 10 words of dialogue or something it's all narration and imagery and, like, I'm kind of, like, nervous to see this movie that it's just going to be, like, this bizarre collection of images. I'm going to have no idea what it, you know, means. There's been, like, actors that have been significantly cut out of it. I mean, that's nothing new to Terrence Malick. Yeah, that happened in Thin Red Pine. I feel like 20 actors, like 20 actors just yeah. got shot out of the movie. Yeah. It's just, like, so crazy that he can do that. I mean, I guess his movies, they kind of just follow their own mold and own structure. Yeah, uh, totally. So I don't know how I feel about that one. Uh, I think it got kind of a mixed review. Was it at Cannes, wherever yeah, it showed? Uh, but then again, like I feel like there's been good movies that get mixed reviews. It's kind uh, of a... Uh, that's nothing new, and especially... especially yeah, Malick. especially yeah, for Terrence Malick. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so on the subject of Ben Affleck, I would also like to recommend the movie Hollywood Land, which was uh, from 2006... Uh, which is the true story of George Reeves, who was Superman, TV Superman in the 50s. And then in 1959, they found him in, an, uh, in a hotel room dead from a gunshot wound. But here's the question. Was it suicide or was it murder? Whenever you're ready, George. 
They're safe for now, Superman. Just don't get any big ideas about stopping the robbery. Actually, George, you're reading the other role. Oh, uh, Superman. Yeah. He's, you know, the hero. Suppose I've always felt more the criminal type. We're looking for a new take here, George. Someone the kids would buy, sure, but adults, too. Needs a real actor. What's the worst that could happen? We offer you the part. Ben Affleck plays uh, plays George Reeves, and he's really good in it. Actually, oh, I, he got he got he got a Golden Globe nomination that year, and I was like, oh, he's got to get an Oscar nomination. This is like the best thing he's ever done. Completely forgotten movie, totally overlooked. I don't know like anybody who's like seen it. Uh, most of the people who worked on it, I've never even heard of. Like the director, writer. Uh, I think the director of it went on to do some Robert Pattinson movie, <laughs> like Remember Me. <laughs> I can't remember if that's like the offensive 9-11 one. <laughs> I think that was the twist. It was uh, this whole time. It was 2001. Isn't there like some... Have you heard of that? Some Robert Pattinson movie yeah, where it's a, like 9-11? Yeah, that's and uh, that, that is uh, directed uh, by uh, Alan Coulter. Yeah, and that... Unfortunate last name. Uh, who, uh, <laughs> who, uh, yeah, who, who directed Hollywood Land and also the Robert Pattinson 9-11 movie. <laughs> but no, it's called. But no, <laughs> Robert Pattinson 9-11 movie. I can't recommend that one, but I can definitely recommend Hollywood Land. Yes. Ben Affleck is great. Uh, he really fills out that Superman costume well. It makes me wonder if nice. he could have been Superman. <laughs> also great in that movie is Adrian Brody, who is the star. He's the detective trying to piece together the mystery. They never really settle on what happened, and I like that. They don't That's try good. to, like, this is what happened. Yeah, ambiguities. Nice. Like, I feel like I've seen, there's a movie I saw in the same period of time. Maybe it was The Black Dahlia. Right. Where they, like, right. attempted to solve it and make up all this shit, and it just yeah. didn't work for me at all. It's a solely bizarre movie. Right. And I, I, that's, uh, on, on that kind of note, uh, a similar movie around the same time as well was Zodiac. Which uh, up till the very ending, you you think that the movie has uh, settled on a suspect and is trying to make the case that this guy did it, but there's this very subtle note of ambiguity in the ending that's uh, about half the people that watch the movie don't catch. If you've seen Zodiac and you think that uh, the movie is uh, pointing at this guy, I highly suggest watching it again and taking very close attention to the ending because. Uh, I, I think there's a sort of an underrated sense of ambiguity to Zodiac. I like how this has moved to like <laughs> true stories with the ambiguous endings. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what Hollywood <laughs> Land is, so we yeah. might as well just try to recommend all the other movies that are remotely <laughs> like Hollywood Pretty Land. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's that's definitely one to check out. But I'm really I'm really looking forward to where Ben Affleck's uh, career is going to go from here on out. Yeah. As a director, uh, I don't. I'd kind of like it for maybe it's for next project he steps away. I do think he's a good actor, but I just like to see him just. I mean, I guess he already did with Gone Baby Gone, just him just directing. I mean, he can do it. Yeah. But i just like to see him try it again. Uh, I don't know, maybe people will be less mad at him if he just sticks behind the camera a little more often or something. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think there's a South Park episode on very recently where the whole episode, Butters is, like, really mad. And you find out because he's dealing with the fact that Ben Affleck isn't as bad as he thought he was because Argo <laughs> was kind of good. It's like this whole episode built around them just wanting to say that. Yeah. Well, it was bizarre. I, I think that uh, Matt and Trey must have had a conversation that went something like that, and then they... <laughs> yeah, because, of course, I mean, in the movie right. Team America, they had the Pearl Harbor sucks song. I have actually not seen yeah. Pearl Harbor. Have you? I, I did see it uh, back in probably 2003, when I was about fifth grade. Yeah. And, uh, I watched it, and uh, even then, I, I did not like that movie. <laughs> I, <laughs> what about Ben Affleck, though? <laughs> I, I, you know, he did what he could with the. I, I can't really fault him with the material he's given, but uh, 
Yeah, no, he um, definitely uh, a part of the string of movies he did that uh, critics sort of uh, had a field day with. That Paycheck was another one, uh, that John Woo movie. and uh, I want to say he did some dumb Christmas movie in there. <laughs> yeah. The Jersey Girl with Kevin Smith is yeah. supposed to be really bad. There's... What's really great is Kevin Smith's always talking about how bad that movie is. <laughs> I, that makes me happy. There you go. <laughs> I guess that's part of the reason that I don't like hate Ben Alex. I have like all of those. He's he survived a lot. Uh, he survived Christmas. I believe that was the title of the movie, Surviving Christmas. Yeah. I, I, or there was like eight Christmas movies that were terrible that came out of <laughs> Around the same There's time, very few so. good Christmas movies that come out, it <laughs> that, seems like. Yeah, that could be a, a very good inventory. There's uh, good Christmas movies that's uh, coming out. That could <laughs> We could do a feature on that alone. Yeah, maybe. You know, through this conversation, I'm kind of figuring out why other people don't like Ben Affleck. <laughs> I'm thinking now it's like, you know, he is kind of like the frat guy kind of type. And he's like so, he's so pretty. Yeah, and you know, I, I, get, I get why people think that. But I got to say, he seems like he's like he's a, a pretty self-aware guy. And I think a pretty smart guy. I think that uh, when you become super successful in your 20s and win an Oscar for uh, Best Original Screenplay... And you uh, go from uh, kind of hanging out in Boston to, uh, you know, really going into the into the Hollywood world. I, I don't think that's something that I, I could really uh, understand. And I, there are uh, much worse crimes uh, you could commit than uh, dating Jennifer Lopez for a while mm-hmm. and uh, wanting to work in a John Woo movie. So I, I've never really been anti-Affleck, and I, I, I'm glad that... Uh, I've been vindicated by uh, by Gone Baby Gone in the town. <laughs> yeah, I think you bring up a good point by mentioning that he was pretty young when he started getting big and everything. Because like I, he he definitely reminds me of a George Clooney type. But then George Clooney was more in his later years when he started directing and just getting I don't know. Yeah. Bigger because he was on he's doing crappy movies in the eighties. <laughs> he was on the Facts of Life for a while. <laughs> I think he was in one of the, like Attack of the Killer Tomato movies. If anyone remembers those, I don't know why those have not been remade yet. I mean, they're awful, but they're they're I, they're sort of popular. I don't in the want to have anybody throwing the bus down on Attack of the Killer I think it was, it was either Return or Revenge of the Killer Tomatoes. It, it was it was in the the saga. I can't <laughs> I can't quite recommend that movie, but I yeah. really don't know. Hey, you know, if you ever see Return of the Killer Tomatoes on VHS or Laserdisc. Then pick it up and you'll find uh, Japanese you know, laser disc. Japanese laser disc. Uh, it's sent to you and uh, on eBay and then yeah. Okay, uh, so I think when it comes down to it, I really like Argo. I would recommend it to just about anybody. I don't. I think the younger people will like it. I think the older people will like it. Michael, would you recommend Argo? I I would recommend Argo. I think it's a it's a fine example of a a solid Hollywood movie. I don't think it's anything more than that, but it's certainly not anything less. Okay, I respect that. I can get behind that, bro. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I think that that'll be it for now as we're still kind of tooling out what this is going to be and how this is going to work out. Right. Um, hopefully we'll be back soon talking about maybe Sinister. That's coming out. It's, it's the Halloween season, so we'll, uh, we'll get back to you. And uh, for more content, you can always go to mildlypleased.com. Hopefully we'll be on iTunes at some point or something like that. And we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, Argo, fuck yourself.